contemplate the workings of the inner being. Your eyes are wide open, but are you really seeing? If you didn't already know, my name is Cole. My name is Ta. We are Ta <laughs> This is Mentor in the, the mirror. mirror. If you're watching us on Facebook, you get to catch it live. If you're listening to this on iTunes or on one of your favorite podcasting apps, then welcome. You can always <clears> check <throat> us out on Facebook if you want to see the live video. In the meantime, we're going to break down today about what your body's trying to tell you and some of our own realizations in this process of some physiological manifestations that we realize were our body trying to communicate something and not just our body's way of being broken or having bad genes. Bad genes or whatever your genes are, you can change your genes or at least your genes expression. So that's not so much what we're going to get in today. We're going to start talking about our own personal cues that really invited us to start going into more of an internal expedition into ourselves. Yes, that's where we're going to start on. So for me, my life was really tumultuous. I was involved in relationships that I didn't belong in. I was working a career I didn't belong in, and I know I didn't. And I was doing some sideline stuff that was dysfunctional for me um, with multiple people. And it was really, really weighing on me because I had to create all these multiple imaginations of, uh, of the lives I was living. So I was living this life with this person, this life with this person, these people over here, this job, this career, this for my mom and this for this person and all of these different versions of myself. And it caused me to feel really wound up and stirred up. And uh, there were periods where I felt like killing myself. There were periods where I felt like I didn't want to live anymore. There were periods where my money was absolutely gone and things got really crazy. I was there when you really hit one of your lowest points, at least one of them, uh, when you broke your back. And I think that it was a really powerful time and a powerful thing to witness. Um, so actually, if you're willing to break down emotionally where you at when you broke your back and basically everything crumbled because it wasn't the life you wanted to be living. Well, I was in a long-term relationship that was um, that was falling apart and uh, very loved the person uh, tremendously. You still do. Still do. Yeah. Um, loved on the person tremendously. Uh, and it, it, things were kind of moving away from me and the situation. And I, I didn't feel like I belonged there. So there was some shit that I was doing on the side um, to, to keep myself feeling like I was being loved. Um, I needed affection. I wasn't receiving it. Um I also didn't want the same things that this person didn't want. So I, I fell into a very dark place. And so as that started to crumble, I started to open up my energies and, and my, my, my eyes to other things. And it was really difficult because my body signals were so clouded. And I was exercising a lot, like doing a lot of really hardcore exercise. I was also working a lot of 12-hour shifts at the hospital. And it was causing a lot of calamity in my body. So I couldn't even see. I couldn't see things. I couldn't feel things. I couldn't 
experience things and I could not expand. So it got really detrimental. And I kept saying, and, you know, around that time, the, the sideline situation that I was in, uh, this woman was married and, uh, you know, she kind of pushed up on me and I got involved with her and, uh, I was like, you know, I don't think I should be doing this, but the connection was there. And, uh, so everything got found out and stuff kind of bubbled to the surface. And that fell apart and everything started dissolving in my life. And that's kind of when me and Cole started hanging out. And that's when I kept saying, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here with this hospital. And I ended up breaking my back and herniating a disc and I could not walk for three months. And so that's when I started to, everything started to dissolve in my life. The relationship that I was in dissolved. Um, you know, my, my career as a nurse dissolved all, like I had my income dissolved, everything in my life, uh, really dissolved except for the friendships that I had made and the, the foundations of connections that I had made because those are very genuine and they always have been. So that's what happened. And so from that point, I kind of hit rock bottom and, um, Cole, you kind of came in and, and, uh, like I see you and I see what you could do and blah, blah, blah. And so we did some work on me and that's when all the expansions. Yeah. And, you know, it was such a fascinating time too, just because I was in a pretty incredible place. I had done so much work in the le the years leading up to it that I could really see where you were. You know, I could see that labyrinth of sorts that we recognize and we can see in people now. And I'll never forget our friend Ian looking at me and he goes, look, Cole, I love you. Just be mindful to not get sucked into this destructive tornado. And he wasn't talking about, you know, Todd, but just everything that was happening in his life. And it's something that as you grow, as you expand, you start to recognize that tornado in other people. And when they're still very much in it and you getting too close to it pulls you into the trauma and the drama and the, the cycles sometimes. And I really appreciated his honesty. And I saw that you'd always been committed to growth and expansion and getting to know yourself and exploration. And it was really tough. You know, it was tough to see you in that spot, to see you lose your clients. I mean, the workers' comp took, what, like nine months until you got a check? Ten months? Something crazy? Almost a year before I got any money at all. <laughs> yeah, it was. And so it was It was really crazy. I was in a really crazy space. I didn't know what I was feeling or how, how to feel about things. I was afraid to reach out to friends for help. I was afraid to tell anybody that I was in a place of vulnerability, uh, of, of need, because I was always the person that people came to for stuff. So, you know, being that person holding up that image uh, was a lot on me. And it was a very frightening place for me to, to be in, to, to be in a space where I needed people and I needed, and I did need people. And this is a, this is a thing, you know, this machismo that I had learned to build up of, I got this, oh, I don't need this. Or, you know, and then if something happens to me, I'll just keep it to myself and I'll be quiet because I don't want my image to be tarnished. And that type of bullshit was weighing heavy on me already. You know, having this image of, you know, this fit guy and having the image of this this MC who's traveling the world doing his music and touring, right? And battling freestyle rappers and all this other stuff. All of this stuff I had this image of. And it was this tremendous amount of fear around people actually seeing that I had a side of vulnerability, that I had a side that could be compromised, that I had a side that 
people would people could have an idea that I was weak or that I was even human. And so, you know, moving into that space was very challenging, very difficult for me. And, you know, thank goodness I built a support system of people who actually believed in me and who actually were interested in seeing me as a human being, um, were interested in seeing me as a human being that I had built up throughout my life. And um, it's, it's something that I had always wanted was a system of people and I, I didn't know how to actually, now that I, I had it in the background, I didn't know how to open up my body and, and make myself seen so that I could actually utilize it. Yeah. And I think that's part of, part of the transformational process, right? That anyone that's already done some work or if you're newer to the work, there is this process of receiving help that when you've been a rock or a pillar for a lot of people, it's not uncommon to get such a hard exterior that it makes it almost impossible to soften and allow for people to come in and to help or to to be able to support. And I know that through my own process as well and all the medical conditions and physical pain and fibromyalgia and all of that stuff, I had always been revered and people looked up to me for being the strong one. And I reached a point that it was like, I don't want to be the strong one all the time. Why do I, why should I, why do I have to overcome all of these traumas and tragedies? Like, just because I can doesn't mean that I should have to, right? To continually have to prove strength. And I think that the biggest key component for me was starting to look at what physical cues my body was giving me long before there started to be medical conditions or uh, pain and a lot of that had to do with I wasn't being honest with myself. And that honesty is super important. And for me, um, you know, being in this relationship, getting into this relationship with you uh, was really important for me. I had, you know, a little background on me. I had insomnia for 30 years and I wrote a book and an album about my insomnia. That's pretty deep shit. And um, when you came, when you came over to spend that very first night at my house, that's the night I started to sleep, and I, I, I didn't understand why I uh, why I was able to sleep when when you got there. And it wasn't until a few years, maybe five years ago, uh, that I started to explore and examine why I started to sleep when you came over. And I, I backtracked and I thought about all the things that, that happened that night. And it was, we had this really honest conversation and I started to talk about all of the things that had happened in my life and all the things I had been hiding and all the things I had been afraid of. And so as I started to speak about all those things that I was afraid of, all of the, 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 the sleep situation started to fade away. I had been, I had done all the supplements. I had done all the exercises and the meditation. None of that worked. And the, the one thing that helped me with my sleep was the honesty, was, was being honest, was actually being open, actually being honest, actually coming out about a lot of the things that I had done, a lot of the sexual stuff I had done, a lot of the, the dramatic stuff I had done, all of the things I had considered shameful uh, and not being judged. And, and that opened me up to be able to actually see myself. And so with that and, and with the work that we had done uh, around psychedelics, the work we had done around a lot of stuff, I had started to go inside myself and I had actually started to search inside myself to see what, what I was holding, what I was hiding, the different facets and, and aspects of me that I had been hiding in my body and in my anger, 
in my sadness, in my joys, in my desires, in the, the real way that I move, all of that stuff started to actually release things from my body. And so I started to get into the semantics behind the energy we hold in our bodies. I started studying chakra maps. I started studying all this stuff to figure out how I could apply that with movement practices, apply that with this, the medical science stuff that I know, and started to put all this stuff together and it started to make sense. And I started to learn how to make a map for myself to navigate through all these spaces and get my body to release the energy that it had been holding and to open up to accept energies that, that were welcoming, to, that I would like to welcome in to connect with things in my life. And so as we started to put that together, we started, I started applying this as, as I rehabbed my back and I got all this stuff done. I started applying this stuff to the clients that I was working with on a one-to-one basis, uh, the clients that I was working with that, that were personal training clients. I started to actually help them move through emotional stuff and, and, and started to help them integrate their bodies into their lives. And I started asking them questions and it started to make a lot of sense. And so I started putting all of this stuff together and Cole and I started to really figure out how to connect all of these spaces together and help people to integrate their bodies into their lives. And that's what we have been doing. It's been so awesome. It's getting people to first be honest with themselves, to see where they are, then actually go inside to see how it feels. See if you're connected to the feelings that you're having. If you're connected to the feelings that you're having, do you want to lean in and stay on those feelings? If you're disconnected from those feelings, do you want to lean away and move away and create new habits around the feelings that you that you do want to have? And so this is the integration of the person in the self into the into the lifestyle that a person wants to have. And this is what I do with myself all the time. This is what Cole does with herself all the time. We actually integrate ourselves, into integrate our bodies into our lifestyles. So it requires a, a delving into the self. And we call that a safari of the self or a somatic safari where we go into the body, we go into ourselves and we actually move through that stuff and dig, dig, dig this stuff up and connect. The map really is the key. When you look at, when you're going to a new country, to a new environment, to on a new transportation system, without a map, it's not that you can't figure it out. It's just going to take you significantly longer. Ugh, grab Cupcake because she's being all trying to get up on my lap. Hi, Cupcake. So what is required is creating this somatic map, this mapping of your body, of what your body's trying to communicate. And the first step of that is becoming aware that you didn't know. You didn't know that your body was cueing you in on things, whether it was environmental, emotional, physical, things you're eating, whatever. Every sensation your body's experiencing, whether you're attuned to it or not, it is happening. And so at first, you may not even realize what's happening And the first step is, oh, wow, I didn't know a lot of this shit was going on. And that's because you have either compartmentalized or disassociated from sensations and stayed in your head for so long that you have cut your head off of your body as far as feeling your body. So after you become consciously aware that you didn't know, then that's all that you kind of stay in that phase for a little bit. The It can almost feel like overwhelm, all of this stuff I didn't know. Like, how am I going to sort all of this? I didn't know all of this was a thing. So that's the first phase. Then you get to the second phase, which is, okay, now I know what I didn't know, and I start to know what I know. Like, I start to become familiar. And that can only happen after you know what you didn't know. Then you start to know what you know. Then you become a master of what you know, but that also simultaneously is expanding you into new possibilities, which then you're back in 
wow, I didn't know all of this stuff. Whether it's about health or emotions or trauma, um, epigenetics, how your genes express from environment, your family, uh, your lineage, all of that is a very, very real thing. So through this process, we've been, especially the last three years, honing in on this mapping system because we find so many similarities with people across the board in where emotions are expressing. If you have a lot of teeth, mouth, tonsil, thyroid issues, one of the first questions we ask is, are you being honest? And people always go, well, yeah, I'm really honest. And then we're like, two minutes into the conversation, no, they're honest with what they've rationalized as appropriate honesty, whether it's to their parents, their boss, themselves, whatever. So the truth is, no, you're not being honest. Let's talk about what rationalities you've created to disrupt your honesty and how they may be manifesting in your body right now. And if someone's having, uh, you know, a lot of colds, a lot of uh, lower immune system, their stress is high, those all tell a story. The way that your body is functioning, the way that you're walking all tells a story. And without you even uttering a word, we can get a pretty good idea of what story your body's telling. And so, you know, it's really important to be able to get into that space of honesty. You know, do you even know what honesty looks like for yourself? And it doesn't mean that you're, that you're, dishonesty doesn't mean that you're lying. It just means that you're not being out forthright about stuff. You're not being out about stuff. There, there'll be people who, uh, you know, I'll say, hey, you know, do you, do you, do you like your husband? And the person will be like, well, you know, I, you know, he's my husband and we got married. So I did all this and this I and love him. This and this and this and this, this. Okay. Do you like your husband? Well, you know, I, I, I you know, I, he's a good husband and blah, blah, blah. And there's, there's the dodging, the, the whole, you know, I don't like my husband. You know, if, it's okay if you don't like your husband. Can you be honest with yourself about it, firstly? And when you're honest with yourself about it, your body can actually settle. And it's something that you can, you can ask yourself. I mean, all of you who are listening right now, Ask yourself, you know, about your immediate family. Do I like this person, right? Stand in front of the mirror. Do I like my mother? And then answer it. Yes, I like my mother. Or no, I like my mother. And see what it feels like in your body, you know? Do I like my cousin? Yes, I like my cousin. Or no, I don't like my cousin. And see what your body has to say about it, how it feels. Are you being honest? And if you move into the other direction, does, is it easier to feel? Because even if, it, even if something doesn't feel nice, it can be easier to feel. So if something feeling, something being hard or, or something being uh, painful doesn't change it from being uh, difficult or easy. It's easy to go into pain. For me, it's, if, I, if, if I need to lean into a pain space, I can go in it. When, my, when I think about my father dying, it's really easy for me to go into the pain space. Easy. It's harder for me to lean into the pleasure space when I think about my father dying. But my truth is, I am not good with my father being dead. I, I miss my dad. And that's easy for me to admit to. Some people are like, oh, I don't miss my father anymore. I, I, you know, I got over that. I, uh, it's, really, it's really hard. It would be hard for me to lean into that because it's bullshit. Like, oh, no, man, you know, I'm good, man. I don't miss my father anymore. That's bullshit. And it's hard for me to lean into that. because It, it, it would be a pain-free place if I didn't miss my dad, but I do. So it's easy for me to lean into it. And that's the difference between leaning into truth and, and, uh, and being honest with yourself and not being honest with yourself. And it is a process, you know, and that's why creating a map for yourself is really important. This is why over the next two months, every Tuesday, we're going to be doing free workshops. All you have to do is register. I'll put the link um, in the show notes and in the comments on this Facebook video 
so that you can access it if you choose. And this is what we're going to dive to, dive deeper into is this internal expedition, the somatic safari into what your body's communicating because until you bring awareness, you can't change it and you'll stay in a perpetual state of reaction. And the problem with you know, the majority of how we're operating is from a place of reaction where we've got so much going on that we don't, we're not even aware that it's happening. So step number one is becoming attuned to these subtle cues of your body and you've got to map it. So if that sounds, if any of this resonates, the idea of how traumas passed through your family um, in behavior, depression, anxiety, for us and what we identify, depression isn't passed on like a genetic condition. It's passed on through developmental trauma most of the time from a child either patterning the parent or from having a depressed parent created a isolation or a lost sense of self with the individual. So these are all concepts we're going to get a lot deeper into and how you can get that awareness, start to map it for yourself and start to fully realize and shift those realities And we're even going to break down how your reality is not real, even if all the feelings make it true. So uh, if any of this resonates at all, make sure that you register for the free event because, or this free workshop series, it's eight weeks every Tuesday, 4 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to give you everything that we give our clients, all of our best material. We're really looking to evolve and shift this planet which means that finance will not be in the way. And if you want to come work on a deeper capacity, of course, that's always an option. But at the end of the day, this is stuff that until you know this, all the mindset in the world it's not going to change is anything. not going to change it. Yeah. So, you know, your, your mindset is great. If your body set is not on board with your mindset, shit ain't going down. It'll override it the second you get stressed out or overwhelmed. Your nervous system takes control. And will overpower any mindset work you've done because you actually lose access to your mind when your nervous system gets it overactivated. Is, it is really important to understand the difference between mind and brain. And that we'll talk about as we move forward with things with the podcast and and, and, and with that program that we're going to be doing. So it, it's really important to understand the distinction between mind and body and to understand that your body is the, is the vehicle of experience in this life. And if it says no, it says no. And there is no minding over matter that's going to change that. No. You can fight and fight and fight and fight and fight. When your body says no, it says nope. And that's it. That's it. So if you loved what we shared today, if you want to get on board with the free workshops, all you have to do, hit the link in the comments. I'll post after the video or in the show notes. Tag a friend because these are concepts that are now becoming more mainstream There's a lot more science, more psychology, and therapies are getting on board with somatic awareness, somatic experiencing, somatic practitioners, TRE. And this message is really important because until people know that they didn't know, nothing can change. So we love you so much. Don't forget to rate, review on iTunes, subscribe on all your favorite podcasting apps, and especially if you leave us a review, if you would tag us, like take a screenshot on your phone, tag us on Instagram at talkhole. And we want to personally thank you ourselves. And we're going to start doing a monthly giveaway for people that do reviews and are super fans because we love that shit. We're super fans for other people and we're about that life. So share, 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 share. I love you. I think she loves you. 
Cupcake and Henry love you. Yeah, they love you. Be easy, be free.